Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and 2022 starts the third year of this podcast and corresponding blog. I go through the Bible chapter by chapter, guiding you, even if you've never read the Bible before. Right now, I'm going through the Old Testament prophets, revealing how Bible prophecies that were written 700 years before Christ predict not just what was going to happen back then, but what happened when Jesus came. They even predict the end times and last days that are coming true right now. I pray that as you hear God's word, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Hey, new year, new life. Let's dig in. Lamentations chapters four and five. The judgment of God made right, then a plea for mercy. Chapter four of Lamentations continues the funeral dirge, lamenting the death of Judah and Jerusalem. Then chapter five is a prayer and plea for mercy and restoration. Let's dig in. Lamentations four, God's anger satisfied. How the gold has lost its luster. Even the finest gold has become dull. The sacred gemstones lie scattered in the streets. See how the precious children of Jerusalem worth their weight in fine gold are now treated like pots of clay made by a common potter. Even the jackals feed their young, but not my people Israel. They ignore their children's cries like ostriches in the desert. The parched tongues of their little ones stick to the roofs of their mouths in thirst. The children cry for bread, but no one has any to give them. The people who once ate the richest foods now beg in the streets for anything they can get. Those who once wore the finest clothes now search the garbage dumps for food. The guilt or punishment of my people is greater than that of Sodom where utter disaster struck in a moment and no hand offered help. Our princess once glowed with health, brighter than snow, whiter than milk. Their faces were as ruddy as rubies, their appearances like fine jewels, but now their faces are blacker than soot. No one recognizes them in the street. Their skin sticks to their bones. It is as dry and hard as wood. Those killed by the sword are better off than those who die of hunger. Starving, they waste away for lack of food from the fields. Tender-hearted women have cooked their own children. They have eaten them to survive the siege. That's a horrible thought. But now the anger of the Lord is satisfied. His fierce anger has been poured out. He started a fire in Jerusalem, or Zion, that burned the city to its foundations. Not a king in all the earth. No one in all the world would have believed that an enemy could march through the gates of Jerusalem. Yet it happened because of the sins of her prophets and the sins of her priests who defiled the city by shedding innocent blood. They wandered blindly through the streets, so defiled by blood that no one dared touch them. Get away, the people shouted at them. You're defiled. Don't touch us. 
So they fled to distant lands and wandered among foreign nations, but none would let them stay. The Lord himself has scattered them and he no longer helps them. People show no respect for the priests and no longer honor the leaders. We look in vain for our allies to come and save us, but we were looking to nations that could not help us. We can go into the streets without danger to our lives. Our, our end was near. Our days were numbered. We were doomed. Our enemies were swifter than eagles in flight. If we fled to the mountains, they found us. If we hid in the wilderness, they were waiting for us there. Our king, the Lord's anointed, the very life of our nation was caught in their snares. We had thought that his shadow would protect us against any nation on earth. Are you rejoicing in the land of Uz, O people of Edom? But you too must drink from the cup of the Lord's anger. You too will be stripped naked in your drunkenness. O beautiful Jerusalem, your punishment will end. You will soon return from exile, but Edom, your punishment is just beginning. Soon your many sins will be exposed. That's the end of Lamentations 4. Lamentations 5, prayer for restoration. Lord, remember what has happened to us. See how we have been disgraced. Our inheritance has been turned over to strangers, our homes to foreigners. We are orf orphaned and fatherless. Our mothers are widowed. We have to pay for water to drink or even firewood is expensive. Those who pursue us are at our heels. We are exhausted but are given no rest. We submitted to Egypt and Assyria to get enough food to survive. Our ancestors sinned, but they have died, and we are suffering the punishment they deserved. Slaves have now become our masters. There is no one left to rescue us. We hunt for food at the risk of our lives, for violence rules the countryside. The famine has blackened our sin as though baked in an oven. Our enemies rape the women in Jerusalem and the young girls in all the towns of Judah. Our princes are being hanged by their thumbs and our elders are treated with contempt. Young men are led away to work at millstones and boys stagger under heavy loads of wood. The elders no longer sit in the city gates. The young men no longer dance and sing. Joy has left our hearts. Our dancing has turned to mourning. The garlands have fallen from our heads. Weep for us because we have sinned. Our hearts are sick and weary. Our eyes grow dim with tears. For Jerusalem is empty and desolate, a place haunted by jackals. But Lord, you remain the same forever. Your throne continues from generation to generation. Why do you continue to forget us? Why have you abandoned us for so long? Restore us, O Lord, and bring us back to you again. Give us back the joys we once had, or have you utterly rejected us? Are you angry with us still? That is the end of Lamentations. Well, here are some points to ponder through all this. Well, the burning of the temple melted the gold. Precious gemstones used to decorate the temple were scattered all over. Jerusalem's treasures were gone. Their guilt or punishment was greater than that of Sodom, and we all know what happened there. 
The blame sits on the shoulders of the leadership, the false prophets and sinful priests. Unfortunately, we've got those today. Sin cheapens us like what it, like what it did the Jews. We are not worthy to stand in the glorious presence of God. The whole of Judah and Jerusalem fell into desperation. In desperate times, call for desperate measures. They lost the respect of their leaders as well as the favor of God. Edom rejoiced at their fall, but they will get theirs, as we will see when we continue in the book of Ezekiel. The people became homeless strays. They abandoned their children like ostriches. Pastor Sandy Adams explains, and quote, ostriches lay eggs in what's called a dump nest. It's a communal nest holding up to 60 eggs. But one of the ostrich, but all, I'm sorry, all but one of the ostriches go about their business while the one sits on the eggs. Most ostriches lay their eggs then forget about them. Thus their reputation as heartless parents. And Judah was also heartless and cruel toward her young. Famine was so severe that kids went hungry. That again is a quote from Pastor Sandy Adams. And if you want to listen to his um, full message on these chapters, click on over to my blog and there's a link there. They all knew better. Why was Judah's judgment worse than Sodom's? Obviously, they knew better. Remember, Sodom happened back in Abraham's day. They didn't have the law. They didn't have priests and prophets. And Pastor Sandy Adam comments, again, quote, She, Judah, was a recipient of greater blessing and revelation. With privilege comes responsibility. In Luke 12, 48, Jesus teaches the same. For everyone to much is given, from him much will be required. And to whom much has been committed, of him they will ask the more. And this was true of the Jews. Again, this is from Pastor Sandy Adams. Now, regarding chapter 5, Pastor Sandy comments, quote, Me, here, near the close of the book, there's a breakthrough. The first step in overcoming a problem is to admit that problem. Here the Jews get honest. They wail, woe to us, for we have sinned. It's only when we confess our sin for what it is and cease with our excuses, it's when we put down a period, then God can start a new sentence. Confession and repentance is 90% of the battle. That's from Pastor Sandy Adams. And again, you can click on over to my blog and listen to his whole message. A future and a hope. God does have a plan for Israel. Like he told the elders who were already in Babylon back in Jeremiah's book, Jeremiah 29, 11. And this, this, was, this was a message to the elders of Judah, again, who were already in Babylon. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And that that passage is is one of those that everybody you know like takes for their own, but it was really a message again for the elders, the the, um, the Jewish elders who were already in Babylon. Okay, 
And so, and we'll see what that future and hope is in the book of Ezekiel. So subscribe so you don't miss out. Just hit that subscribe, that subscribe button. God keeps his promises. God promises judgment for sinners and redemption for the sincerely repentant. It's up to you to decide which promise you'll hold on to, eternal life in hell or in heaven. It's really that simple. The choice is yours to make now while you're alive and coherent. If you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way non-stop ticket to heaven after you die or that you won't be left behind at the rapture, which can happen at any moment. What you have to do is invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and the confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says, how to invite Jesus into your heart. And in the bottom of today's blog is, I embedded two songs that were in our church service today, which I thought were pretty appropriate. Christ is enough for me and stand in your love. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Are you a born-again Christian with Catholic friends or family members? Have you struggled with how to bring up the truth of Jesus' salvation? I had the same problem. So I put together a free ebook, The Catholic Mission Field in Our Backyards. It's a guide to help you start the conversation and plant the seed that will get them thinking, am I missing something? Check it out. It's a free download on my website. You'll find the link in the show notes. Oh, please let me know if it helped you. If you're a born again believer helping a Catholic friend or family member start reading the Bible, it's a great idea to give them one. But which version or translation would be a good one for them? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain everyday English. And I know many evangelical Christians are very much attached to the King James Version. That's fine if that's what you grew up with. Remember, Catholics have grown up with priests and nuns telling them they don't need to read the Bible. All they have to do is trust the church to teach them what they need to know, only they don't and that's the problem. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and thous and stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the new international version or the NIV, and that was the best for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New King James Version or NKJV and the New Living Translation, the NLT. I'm now an affiliate of Christian book distributors, and I've chosen three study Bibles that will be a great gift for that Catholic or progressive friend whom you'd like to help get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. They are also a great, they're also great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. And by the way, all commissions will be donated to one or more of the Bible translating ministries listed on my site. So give the gift of the word of God and help spread the word while you're at it. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth 
that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.